loungers thanks again for tuning into our podcast this is rob i'm alan and i'm randy and we are the lounge sd uh if you found your way here via podbean thank you guys so much uh, we would also want to remind you guys that we're also available on itunes google play uh google play now as well if that's uh, if it's easier for you guys to to hook that up um also, it's to my understanding that if you find us on iTunes and hit the subscribe button, you'll get the whole catalog as well. Um, so definitely you want to tune back. Um, if not just for this episode, we also uh, discussed the Infinity Gauntlet um, comic uh, six, six issues as well. Um, so thank you guys for your uh, continued support, and we hope that we'll be uh, giving you guys great content throughout. Um, so really quick, it's it's been a little bit, you guys. We've, we've been away for a little bit. We've We've spent some time away from each other. We've we've grown. We've seen you know lots and lots of things. Um, <laughs> let's let's do a little personal catch up. Randy, how have you been? What's new with you, dude? So it's been what a month? I think just about a month since we recorded Jeez. last. Um, a lot's happened, man. Uh, went to the Philippines for three weeks. Uh, that's Ooh. the main reason why we haven't recorded. Mm-hmm. Uh, saw Infinity War one and a half times i say half because i fell asleep the last half of the second time because i was all jet lagged and stuff like that mm-hmm. um, i started streaming again on twitch so that's a whole new thing for me if you guys want to follow me it's at bonesaw and the o in bone is a zero so b zero and e saw um so yeah i started doing that i took over the lounge sd twitch to make it my own basically but you know we're out there i know alan's streaming now and all that good stuff so yeah we're all out there that's basically it doing my thing you know and the usual work grind baby grind you know what i'm saying work grind baby grind you know so yeah alan dope dude um so uh to all of our listeners who've been following, I've been training for a Ironman, which is supposed to be next weekend in uh, Santa Rosa, my first full Ironman. However, there was a little mishap last Saturday, uh, April 30th, <clears throat> and um, I crashed my bike in Coronado and uh, went head over heels, as they say. I uh, went over the bars, and um, I just I messed what up my was... shoulder. Wait. Isn't that... your head supposed to be over your heels? I'm just kidding. Sorry. Go ahead. Oh, my God. Sorry. Anyway. <laughs> so, Wait, um... You just blew my mind right there. <laughs> All right, continue. We'll come back to yeah, that. Shit. Sorry. Would you go heels over head then? Yeah, that would be a bad thing. Yeah, then obviously you've, you've like you scorpion kicked yourself or something. Yeah, dude, you scorpion. I, I think oh, that's a better no. one. I did, not, I did not scorpion. <laughs> okay, so I crashed. Um, I messed up my the side of my face, like the left side of my face. So now I look like Two-Face from the DC universe. Um, I, I really don't. I'm actually really, really handsome still. So, eh, um, Agree to disagree. <laughs> <laughs> Um, I love you. So, <laughs> uh, I messed up my left shoulder. Um, luckily, there's no structural damage there. However, um, there was some structural damage to my right wrist. There was a displaced chip fracture of the triquetrum, which is just a really, really uh, fancy word for a bone in the wrist. Um, and 
Uh, luckily, I went to the doctor. I went to the ER afterwards, had x-rays, found all that stuff out. Um, went to the doctor the following Monday. Um, and I saw the ortho on Thursday. And the ortho was like, you don't need a cast. You just need a wrist brace. And I'm like, cool. So I get to race. And he's like, yeah. So I'll be racing next Saturday. I'll be at not 100%, but I'll be racing nonetheless. So that's new with me. Um, yeah, that, that's new with me. What's up with you, Rob? How you been? Uh, I've been good, man. I just want to touch on your story a little bit. Um, it's it's a weird coincidence, but in high school, I went to I went to high school with a girl named Triquichum. Shut up. No, I was no like, way, no, no way. way. <laughs> <laughs> it just sounded like a, a super like hood name. That's that's oh all. My that's gosh. I was hey. trying to keep a straight face all through your story. You're like, <laughs> what, what do the homies call her? Like when they hit her up at the at the dances, like do they call her Triquiqui or like? Oh they call her Queech Queech the Sneak. <laughs> oh my <laughs> gosh! <laughs> all right, we need to move on. Just move on. All right. Um. So, what's new with me? Um. Yeah, not a whole lot, man. I mean, I've seen uh, seen some movies while while everybody was away and doing their own thing. I I guess you could say if we were like the Avengers, I was like Cap. I was kind of doing my own thing. Um. I saw things like A Quiet Place. Oh, I saw that with you, buddy. Yeah. So your... you're so you're you're oh, like Black, Black Widow. Widow. Yeah. yeah. Or, okay. I, I'll go with Black Widow. All right. I'll just go with Black Widow. Cool. Tight. Um. And then I'm also just. For, for like a really strange reason, I got into making a murderer on Netflix, which I know is like Ooh. two or three years old. Two thousand and eight, bro. That shit is mind bottling. Uh, <laughs> I you haven't guys, seen it yet. I'm not gonna spoil it. I'm just saying, like, uh, you know, give it that first episode, and then <sighs> if you're not if you're not fully like into the story after that, yeah, it's it's probably not gonna gonna hit you hit you super well. But I I, I was captivated, fully captivated. So. Ooh, that's a good a good word captivating yeah 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 Dope. um but other than that i mean let's let's face it ever since last year um even before that and then since since i guess even like what 2012 since since we saw um bubbly uh bumpy chin himself in avengers we've all my whole life has kind of been revolving around building to this moment um uh, so if you guys haven't checked out the uh, the, the title of the episode or know what's coming um you know, destiny still arrives. We 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 got here. We made it. We we saw it. Uh, and of course, we're going to be discussing uh, Avengers: colon, Infinity War. Um, right off the bat, we just want to put this bumper on there. There's going to be spoilers because we're going in depth in the movie. We're going to talk and discuss everything. Yes. Um, so if you haven't seen it, you're. It's it's really weird that you haven't seen it because the the movie's made a crazy amount of money. Um, yeah, I would and, think. The majority have seen it, <laughs> yeah. but I mean, there are the outliers. I get it. You know, people have lives yeah. and things going on, but the majority have seen it. Yeah. If anything, it's weird when I run into somebody that hasn't seen it yet. Most, yeah. most of the people I talk to, they, they've gone and seen it multiple times. So there, there's your forewarning, um, full, full spoilers ahead. So um, if you're listening and haven't seen the movie yet, pause it here, go out and see it and then come back. <laughs> um, but you know, I'm, I'm not even. Gonna, we're not even gonna do a synopsis. Um, you know, just because you should know where we're at at this point. Um, it's 18, 19 movies deep now. It's it's all of our favorite heroes. This is ten years in the making. Um, the synopsis is uh, everybody got together, Thanos came up, and shit got real. That's real, the synopsis. Real. That's, real, that's real. yeah. It got really real. 
Um, so, you know, we're going to let's let's start off with entrances. Um, I want to defer to you guys. You know, we, we got to see base, pretty much almost all of our heroes in this one. Uh, I'm asking you guys who had the best entrance uh, entrance starting with Randy. All right. So I'm not going to go with any particular character, like as far as a person. I'm going to go with the suits. When the Iron Man suit, the new one, I think it's Mark 40 now, I think. Good yeah. God. L. Yes. Um, when that <clears throat> thing showed up, that was nasty, dude. He just touched his <sighs> chest. Oh, no, he, he pulled the little drawstrings on his jacket, and then he touched his <laughs> yeah. chest and did some weird thing, and then it started coming out of... Uh, did it, come, it came out of not his skin, but it came out of that thing, right? Yeah. It's yeah, it's supposed to like yeah, it's supposed to be stored in the in his chest piece. Yeah. Thing. So when it started coming out and wrapping around him and all stuff, that was just nasty. And then another one along the same lines is when the Spider Man suit, the Iron Spider, came out, um, and Tony launched it to save uh, Peter in space and stuff like that. That was just sick. I was like, oh my gosh, what was the the code? You remember the code? Seven, that... 17A. Yeah, 17A. Launch 17A. Yeah. It was like, and wait, was... what could that be? <laughs> um, so to uh, just a little Easter egg or a little uh, tidbit here. So that actually had, or you know, it's speculation at this point, but the reason that that had a significant numbering was because that's that's the Spider-Man issue. Uh, I forget which, I think it's volume one. Yeah, uh, issue 17 is, 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 is Spider-Man and Thanos. Yeah, um, the cover on so that there was issue is actually pretty sick. I don't know yeah, if you guys saw it, yeah. but it's a pretty dope one. But yeah, those are those are my two entrances that I like. Like I said, it's not the traditional person entering, but I mean, when the suits show up, it's almost like a person. You know what I mean? It has that weight to it when uh, they arrived. So I went with them. Oh man, yeah, no, I I, can, <clears throat> I agree with yeah. you. I, I give it that. that like that was our the first time that we see Iron Man versus the first time we see Tony, Tony. Stark. It, yeah. it is a yeah. different, different the first time we, there. First time we see Tony Stark is he's jogging yeah. in Central Park. Like, it's <laughs> not really special. So, yeah. <laughs> <clears throat> so um, my best entrance, um, I'll go with two. Um, probably the best one being, and I, I'm pretty sure everyone feels the same way, was the Thor entrance into Wakanda. Um, oh, yeah. when Thor lost the hammer to Hela in Ragnarok, you're kind of just like, okay, well, what happens now? And then um, Odin was like, you're not the king, you're not the lord of hammers, you're the lord of thunder, or the god of thunder. Um, so when he when he's fighting Hela at the end, and he's just being a regular badass with the thunder, you know, we're kind of like, okay, dope, like he's gonna be he's gonna be pretty hyped. But then, after he makes Stormbreaker at uh, Nevadilir, you're kind of like, okay, like that looks like, you know, that looks like a dope weapon, and it even has Groot's handle on it. Like, how is he going to use it? So, you know, during this scene in Wakanda, everyone's being overrun. It was whole uh, Bruce Banner and the Hulkbuster was being overrun. Uh, Cap was being overrun. Everyone was just being. You know, everyone was down for the count. And all of a sudden, the Bifrost shows up, and then the Stormbreaker just goes haywire. And then you're just like, holy crap. 
and then they play the <clears throat> they play the Avengers music, and it's Groot, uh, Rocket, and Thor, and they're just messing everything up like they're just killing everybody. And it's dope, and <clears throat> that was probably one of the best entrances. Another entrance that I liked was the um, oh my god, was Cap when oh, um, in the dark, yeah, in the dark. Um, like everyone kind of knew it was him because that was in the trailer, but it still was pretty dope because because uh, Wanda, uh, who is the Scarlet Witch, and Vision were just you know they're also down for the count, and all of a sudden, uh, you know, you see Cap coming out of the shadows, and you're like, oh crap, like this is it, like you know we're starting to trickle in all the Avengers together since Civil War. And we're tr- we're finally seeing how everyone's characters are mashing up. So those are probably my two best entrances. Yeah, with the trailer reveal of Cap, um, yeah, we knew it was coming. It just you didn't really know when. You mm-hmm. kind of like I know most of the speculation was that that was in Wakanda, um, especially the way they chopped up the trailer. It sounded like um, that was right when. Uh, what's his name? Black Panther was like, get this man a shield. Like it was all one scene, but right, right. When it actually happened in the movie, it was uh, where were they? Scotland, I think. Um, Scotland. Yeah. yeah. So they were over there, and you didn't really expect it. And then the way they did the whole, it was Black Widow versus uh, I forget her name, Proxima. Proxima. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, them two fighting and then next thing you know Proxima's like uh what is that behind the train and then it ended up being cap that was that was pretty dope and i didn't expect that even though i knew in the trailer he was gonna arrive in the dark like that so i agree i think it was pretty dope no that was definitely an ill ill scene um yeah yeah i give cap probably the the i would also say that that was like one probably my favorite entrance as well um I, it's you know that you brought it up it's funny that like the entrances that made the most impact is like they had as an audience they had you thinking that like the heroes were in danger like the entire movie my heart is racing thinking that any any one of them can get taken out like no oh, one yeah. was safe in this one and so yeah there'd, there'd be these moments where you're like oh man this is where this is where this happens you're gonna lose him here and then someone comes to save the day and definitely in that cap scene i think there's also like a little crescendo of music too we get the avengers theme yeah, yeah. Right when he shows up, and it's you're just like, oh, okay, this. Oh, I'm I'm at full mass right now. Jeez. That's not the armrest. Um, so the uh, one that hasn't been mentioned yet, I was I would have to say is uh, the Guardians of the Galaxy entrance. They, oh, that was uh, a good yes, one. really yes. good. All throughout, all throughout the movie, we're getting these, you know, the the title cards that say where where the the shots taking place. So we get Scotland, you know, we get uh, uh, I forget some other examples, uh, Wakanda or something. Yeah. Um, but for the Guardians, all it says is space, and I think it even starts uh, the transition is it already starts playing a little bit of the song for uh, yeah. the Rubber Band Man, and you kind of already have a guess. You're like, you kind of get all these little clues, and so you're like being teased a little bit, and so it's like. Mm. You know, they start the little, the little, uh, the music starts playing, and then you see space come up. And in the audience, the both times I see it, people were already laughing. They knew it was coming. <laughs> and then it gets, you know, you, your first shot. It's, it's, it's I think it's Star Lord, and he's like lip syncing to the song. Yeah. And then just the entrance, it goes through all. You know, we've been through these with these guys for a couple movies now. 
And so you're kind of just looking for everybody. You're getting teased a little bit more and more. And so you see Star-Lord, you go down to Drax, you know, you see Gamora, you see Rocket. It's, 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 it's awesome. Um, you know, and that's, that's definitely become one of my more like favorite teams or I guess uh, superhero families that I, I've seen come together. And I remember reading in one of the, uh, the reviews or forums for it that this scene is exactly like a, uh, a family road trip. You have like Star Lord oh, yeah. and Gamora as like the mom and dad, and then you have like one kid asleep, and the other two kids are, <laughs> you know, doing their own thing, like annoying each other. So that was that was right on point. Um, and uh, one uh, the other you know thing I liked about this entrance was Mantis. Uh, Star Lord is saying like, okay, we were gonna head to this distress signal, <laughs> and <laughs> put your uh, put your mean faces on, and it's kind of out of focus, but you can see right over her shoulders Mantis, yeah, yeah. and she's yeah. like gritting her teeth. And you're like, gosh, goddamn, dude, I miss these guys, and I'm so glad all my friends are coming back, and you know, we're gonna all play together. It's funny because um, she actually held that face for a while. Um, she yeah. didn't. She didn't put the face away until uh, Groot said whatever he said, uh, whatever was vulgar. Um, mm-hmm. But yeah, I remember specifically the second time watching it. I saw it and she held it for a while i was like oh wow she's actually still holding it um so mm-hmm. that uh, that little detail yeah it was really really good yeah i mean that just goes to show like how how deep these characters go like these actors have like grown into these characters and so they know like oh it might not you know it probably doesn't say it in there like hold this face but you know palm uh or mantis knew what was to be you know what's expected of her character and just went with it she's like oh, she'd probably hold this face for a long time yeah and it's it's things like that where you're like you know it you have to appreciate how long you know these movies have been going and how long they've been playing these characters mm-hmm. um so besides best best entrances um best fighting guys there's there's quite a bit of them um yeah. you know randy what did you think best fight scene and you can only pick one you guys over here picking two I taking know, all the good sorry. answers <laughs> sorry. <laughs> sorry. if you um, had to pick one best fight scene man i'm gonna go with my boy Thanos versus Iron Man Ooh. at the end specifically yeah, yeah. Ooh, the one at, on at one. the end one on one the final yeah, yeah, fight yeah. just the weight of that fight and the uh how do i say it um how Tony was reaching he was trying he was pulling out all the guns literally and it just <laughs> wasn't enough and seeing the uh what's the word that i want to use like uh dang it it's it's around to my tongue but he was desperate you could tell he was very very desperate trying and trying and trying like he kept changing his weapons and everything like that all of the uh pieces of the suit were moving around to the different Mm -hmm. weapons he wanted to use yeah yeah um and then the way it ended just oh man when he got stabbed um, i'm so glad we said spoiler alert at the beginning <laughs> of this because dang dude when he got stabbed i was like yeah. oh there it is the guy that started it all my my favorite superhero he's going out like this uh luckily he didn't he magically healed himself with the nanoparticles but <laughs> whatever you know i'll take it um but that fight was just nasty. And then it just went to show Thanos, like, his strength. All that, what did he say? Uh, all that just for a drop of blood. I was like, dang. Mm. Just the weight 
so much weight in that fight. So yeah, I'm 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 also gonna say I'm glad that I'm answering first in this podcast because. <laughs> oh my gosh! So um, my favorite scene um, was the whole fight on Titan. Was because you get to see everyone's character kind of fight the way they fight. Um, everything from Doctor Strange and his little like his little magic to um, to Spidey's like jumping and like being so comical, like the magic, magic kick, like magic again, that kind of thing. Mm-hmm. Um, and then you know Star Lord being like being Star Lord and just shooting his you know shooting his pistol and then pistol whipping Thanos. Um, even Drax and like his knife. And Iron Man, and it's just like every, seeing all of those, all of those fighting styles put into one fight scene. It was just like it was magical. It was really magical just to see, just to see how the Russo brothers were able to take all of these movies. You know, they were able to take the Guardians of the Galaxy, Iron Man. Um, they were able to take Spider Man and Doctor Strange, and take all of those movies and those characters. And put them into one fight scene and have them be true to their character, you know, from front to back. So that that was probably my favorite fight scene. Yeah, man, that that Titan fight is gonna be gonna be tough to beat. Uh, but I will throw out as a contender is the uh, the the fight in New York. Um, I, I just want to, you know, I, we kind of, you know, you kind of come into the movie already. You know, you start then we have with the bang by having what who you think is like the 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 superhero like the. Uh, the secret weapon. You have the Hulk fight Thanos within the first five minutes, man. And then you you see that oh okay, it's serious. Like he he can if he can beat the Hulk, like who can stop this guy? And so we move it down to a ground level uh, New York fight. And thank goodness they're not fighting Thanos right off the bat in New York. It's it's uh, some of the Black Order. It's half the Black Order. Yeah, um, Ebony Maw. It's Ebony Maw, and I think it's Corvus Glaive. I don't know. Yeah. 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 Um, and just the way that they went about that fight was just ill. I mean, you you kind of get um, again. They don't have their secret weapon. Hulk's you know he has uh, erectile dysfunction or whatever. He's not Dude, he's not being so able bad. to uh, so to bad. get it up. But um, but you get to see a little bit of the start of the team up. So you see Strange and Iron Man get after it, and it's probably the nastiest reveal or like the nastiest entrance or one of the nastiest entrances, I guess was just spider-man you see this hammer coming at at uh iron man it's it's probably gonna knock him out take him out or whatever and then it just stops mid midway and you see peter or uh, spider-man peek out and it's kind of yeah, like hey what's that. up and i was like oh it's so ill and there's that, just that so many entrance, things that thing right there was very spider-man like oh it's my a gosh, very yeah. spider-man entrance right there mm-hmm. definitely definitely um and just yeah, it kind of it also showed off that the black order is not just some like lame chitari like homeboys like they they have some nasty power there you had ma going toe-to-toe with uh, with strange and for the most part winning i mean he was able to subdue strange and get him on the ship um and you also got to see you know you know glaive get some some good ha- uh you know having spider-man and iron man catch hands um literally yeah. at the end they they caught hands after one of them oh, got yeah. cut yeah. off in the portal which is yeah. cool um yeah i would have to say besides the titan fight that the beginning new york fight just to show you know what some of the avengers and what some of the black order are capable of that was a really good way to kind of set the tone and uh, and get us going 
Um, so with the, you know with with all fights, um, with all the battles and stuff that were going on in this movie, we did get some deaths. We I mean we got quite a, like at least half deaths uh, by the end of the movie. But um, there is a question of who died for real. Um, a lot of people, you know, everybody that's uh, that's been you know that's initiated, they kind of know that the the snap happens in the comic books. And that these people aren't truly dead. I mean, we have Black Panther, we have Spider-Man: Homecoming two, um, and apparently there's talks of a Doctor Strange. It's not confirmed yet, but I mean, there's sequels planned, so it's 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 not outside of the realm of possibility to think that these characters are going to come back. So, not counting anybody from the snapping, um, there there are four main deaths that happen. Um, so, I just want to confirm with you guys: who do you guys think died for real? Um, AKA, who are the permadeaths that we got? So, yeah, we have the four that's listed, uh, Heimdall, Loki, Vision, and Gamora. Um, I feel all of those are permanent. Uh, the one that's least permanent, I feel, is Vision. Um, but who died for real? I think Loki. Loki is, is completely done. Super dead. Yeah, he's, he's <laughs> super dead. Um, I think that it was a good send-off. For a villain that's been wreaking havoc for how many movies now? You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. He's base- he was basically the number one villain until uh, Thanos showed up. So I think to have him go out the way that he did so early in the movie just goes to show how much of a baddie uh, Thanos is. So I think he has to be permanent. Um, the other three you can kind of make ways to have them come back. Um, but yeah, I'm going to go with Loki. All right. <clears throat> um, well, <clears throat> I, I'm going to agree with Loki as well, but just speaking on Heimdall, like Heimdall was Thor's homie. Like that was his G like that was his best friend. And he just, you know, there's no way there was coming back from that. Like, not only did he get stabbed, but he blew up on the ship. That's true. You know, <clears throat> like, and I also want to know what happened to Korg. Is that is that his name, Korg? Yeah, the rock the, guy. The rock so, dude. The speculation is that um, when Thanos showed up, uh, I think half of the ship yeah. exploded. The other half got away. Mm-hmm. Oh no, he spared them. Something like that. Um, and supposedly they're thinking they're on that other ship, Korg, um, Meek, Meek? and the chick, uh, I forget her name. Valkyrie. Uh, Valkyrie. Yeah. Supposedly they're on the other ship, but we don't know who died after the snap. So that's the speculation. Yeah. I'm going to go with, uh, Loki and Heimdall catching the permadeath. And then, what's your uh, what are your thoughts on on Vision and Gamora? Then, uh, Vision, Vision, I think like they can resurrect him. He may not be um, Vision, I guess you could say. Like he may not be the same, like the same Avenger, but mm-hmm. they can probably resurrect him to some extent. And he may not be as powerful, but um, they can probably resurrect him. Gamora. <sighs> it's weird because I've like I've heard theories about. Gamora being stuck in the time stone but at the same time she fell a long way and I think like 
I think both times I watched it, I caught blood coming out of her. Yeah, um, green, green stuff. Yeah, yeah, green stuff. Yeah. So, so I'm I'm gonna say Vision and Gamora. I'm I'm gonna say Gamora caught a permadeath. Um, and Vision will probably be resurrected in some way. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Um. So I I have pretty much the same answers as you guys. Uh, Heimdall, I I believe caught the the perma fade. Um, Loki, I wouldn't I wouldn't want him to come back. I kind I, I agree with you guys. I think he got a, a nice send off. It was kind of like a redeeming thing. You kind of were kind of on the fence. Is he good? Is he bad? Um. And at the end, you know, hopefully, what we think is the end is him trying to to put an end to Thanos. You know, in his same trickster way. That's the best way that he could have gone. Mm-hmm. Um. Uh, as far as Vision and Gamora, yeah, I agree. I think uh, someone had brought up in another, uh, I don't know if it was a podcast or a forum that I was reading, uh, that Vision, uh, Shuri was up to something. She didn't do all that work and not have anything spring from it. So they're thinking that she was at the same time trying to take the stone out, also maybe storing some of uh, some of Vision in, in uh, Wakanda on some servers or whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, so, I, yeah, and they also said that if you if you notice after the stone gets ripped out of his forehead... He goes all gray and and lifeless, um, and that that's actually a callback to one of his forms in the uh, in the comic books where he gets like a a, a white outs kind of suit. Um, and then as far as Gamora goes, yeah, my theory is is pretty close to Alan's, where uh, I don't think she caught the permafade just because um, her her death was was um, in order to obtain one of the stones. So I don't know if there's like special rulings and stuff for that. And the fact that after the snap happened. Um, we see Thanos go and talk to, to, um, to, to a younger Gamora. So it makes me think that at least her essence or her soul or whatever is trapped in the soul stone. Um, so I, I think, I think she's, there's still a, a chance for her to be alive and maybe, you know, I'm, I'm kind of over, I'm, you know, way reaching out there and saying that maybe that's the, the quest that we get for Guardians of the Galaxy 3, mm-hmm. um, is them trying to, to get, bring Gamora back, which would be nice. That would be cool. I think. Yeah, that's a good um, point because um, we saw throughout all the movies how the stones work except yeah, for yeah. the soul stone. So, mm-hmm. you know, what does the soul stone really do? Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, does it store the person that sacrificed? So essentially her soul is in there and it gives mm-hmm. the stone power. And let's say... All right, you're done with the stone, or the storm. The stone gets uh, destroyed. Does she come back? You know what I mean? Like, who knows? I don't. That's for sure. <laughs> and I, yeah, I'm sure we'll touch on this later. But that's definitely one thing that this this movie has is this the unsuspecting, not knowing where we're going with this. It seems like with all the Avenger movies, we kind of had this to look forward to. Like, you know, we saw the end of Avengers and then we saw the, the end of Ultron. We're like, Oh, you know, we're building to this. And now that we're here, it's kind of like, you know, we're looking around and we're like, okay, where do we go from here? It's just yeah. this crazy level of uncertainty. Um, uh, just really quick. I want to touch on, you know, having to do with death and everything. Um, I was talking to, to your uncle, Randy boy, uh, your uncle Mike. And uh, he brought up an, uh, a nasty conspiracy or like a nasty thought which was uh, Thanos technically didn't kill too many actual people. Uh, granted, he did the snapping, but as far as like him getting in all these fights, you know, he had plenty of chances to merc people oh, yeah. and have them catch the permafade. 
But if you notice, the only people that he really killed were people that I guess you could put him in the more. In the, I was gonna say people that actually like made an attempt at his life versus trying to get the gauntlet off. So you get like the Loki trying to stab him in the neck. So of course Loki caught the the permanent fade. Um, but like Heimdall, like I, he caught the permanent fade just because uh, he sent Banner away. You know he and like technically he didn't kill him. Um, it was black dwarf with that sword or one of the black order technically stabbed him um stabbed who <clears throat> heimdall no it was no, thanos was it thanos, thanos grabbed it. oh he yeah, pulled yeah. it out he pulled it out. the other guy pulled it out that's right um yeah yeah i i i could see that um because you have to remember the intention of thanos which i mm-hmm. thought and it's funny because I was listening to our previous podcast uh, earlier today about the graphic novel. Um, mm-hmm. And they really portrayed his intentions pretty well. He wasn't out necessarily to choose who he's going to kill. He said 50%, half of the people, they're going to die. Plain mm-hmm. and simple. It's not up to him. He's just going to snap the fingers and half of the people go. He wasn't out to murder everybody. You know what I mean? Like one-on-one killing everybody. So he was basically just stopping people that got in his way. And even in the final scene where he gets to Wakanda and he just goes through the Avengers, he didn't kill him right then and there. Like Hulk, he just, what, made him, he got rid of his matter or whatever and put him into the rocks. Everyone else, he kind of just threw away. You know what right, I mean? Yeah. Like he could have literally just made them explode right then and there, but he didn't. So I thought it was great that they captured the fact that he's that kind of villain. Like that's his mindset. It's not just killing. It's literally to wipe fifty percent to start fresh. Okay, and I mean that that kind of brings us to to our. I, we'll skip around a little bit here, but just because we're on the topic already. Um, would you guys say that Thanos is the best MCU villain? Uh, for the mo uh, with the motives and execution and all that stuff, I want to say yes. Um, yeah, I- I'm trying to think of the other villains and their motives, and they all kind of have similar. You know, they were scarred and stuff like that. Like, um, what's his name? Eric Killmonger and. Mm-hmm. Uh, what's her name? Uh, Hella. Hella and all that stuff. They all have, you know, bad histories, and that's kind of what drives them to do what they do. So Thanos mm-hmm. isn't really special in that aspect because it was the same thing. Right. He on his planet, um, they had issues with, um, what was it like, re- uh, supplies resources. and stuff like that. Yeah, resources. So. Mm-hmm. Because there were too many people. So he suggested, all right, wipe it out or wipe off uh, half of them. And now he sees that that's happening through the galaxy. So he's going to do the same thing. So they all have some sort of history. So he's not really special there. I think it's just his execution and his power that makes him, I mean, a better villain. So Mm -hmm. I'll, I'll say that that makes him the best yeah 
Yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna agree. Like Thanos is the biggest and the baddest baddie of them all. Like I, <clears throat> I feel, I feel like he with all the Infinity Stones and with given what Marvel Studios has the rights to, then he's he's the best villain. You know, Killmonger was you know had his motives and it and while they were really good. I mean, Thanos was just... I'm not saying that Thanos is right in wanting to, you know, attempt genocide, but I feel like... I feel like his... The way he executed everything was just really well. Like, he stayed to his morals, if you can say he had morals. Um, and he just accomplished what he wanted to accomplish. Like, and to see... To see a villain... Um, to see a villain actually go through what they wanted to do was really nice. You know, not not to say that it's <laughs> nice to see nice to see a villain win or anything, but it was right, nice. Yeah, yeah. You know, it was nice. It was a nice change of pace considering every villain leading up to it has failed. You know, right, um, right, yeah. You know, Killmonger, Killmonger failed. Uh, I think the person who came closest to winning was probably. Um, uh, the dude from civil war and he said he just you know he's not trying he's not here to defeat you he just wants to see the empire fall from within and that's what happened mm-hmm. you know uh you know cap you know cap and tony were fighting against each other and he he achieved it but i don't think i mean Thanos came in and now it's unachieved because everyone came to get, it's coming together and you know bruce you know, Bruce Banner said he said uh he said something and it would just it just it sounded so good. He said, um, like it doesn't matter who you're talking to or not, like Thanos is coming. Mm-hmm. And and I was like, Holy shit, like that that's for real. You know? Like it doesn't matter if you're gonna talk to Tony you know, if Tony Stark's gonna talk to, you know, Steve Rogers, if he you know, people are gonna die regardless. You know what's the point in having this grudge? So, um, you know, and in the moment he was trying to dial out, and then all of a sudden he's like, you know, are you doing that with your hair to Doctor Strange? But yeah, dude, Thanos, Thanos is the best MCU villain uh, that we've had so far, and rightfully so. Yeah, no, and I, I agree wholeheartedly with you with you guys. Um, just the you know just the fact that the way that Infinity War went down. Um, he he was the villain with the best motivation. Uh, you you kind of side with him. It was a weird feeling, um, seeing a villain do it and like his reasoning and everything. Like the reason why he got the nickname the Mad Titan was because of his idea. And if you think about it, like you know, don't think of it as like you know whole universe. Bring it down to you personally, like in your family. If you knew or if you could stop your whole family from dying by just implementing some RNGesus and saving half your family, what would you do? And that's that's the kind of thing that I'm coming to grips with and why I think he's such a good villain is because you kind of if you start getting into that mindset, you start putting yourself in his shoes, you're like, holy, holy shit, I, I could I see why he did what he did. You know, if I if I can, you know, maybe not save both my grandparents, but if I could save my grandma, that's that's still something. Um and just the things that he went through, like it wasn't you know that he got what he wanted and realized he didn't want it or anything like that he he knew the path that he was on 
and even you know his most prized possession his love for gamora couldn't stand in his way he he was a man on a mission um and he was set to a task and he he completed that task and he didn't i wouldn't say that he didn't care because we obviously saw that he that he was crying and stuff and that was also a weird thing to to see is like you also see your villain crying yeah. and have some some form of like sentiment through the movie and you're you're just like wow okay um and so yeah i definitely think that he he's the best mcu villain thus far i'm curious to see where where marvel more where marvel studios goes after this um and i kind of i want to do like a little hats off to them our phase three villains have been nasty this oh, time yeah. around i they think stepped them up. They, yeah they, they they really took to the forums they were really listening to the to the fans when we all like everybody's been saying like you know all these villains are one-dimensional they're very blah like you know besides loki um and before phase three i mean there wasn't any villains that like everybody was like on like about whereas in phase three i feel like everybody you know you you saw the reasoning behind the vulture but by you know behind hella and um and Killmonger, and yeah, so I, I'm I'm happy for Marvel Studios, and I'm glad the way that they're taking it, and having Thanos uh, be the best MCU villain, I think is is a very bold statement, and I'm very hyped to see where it goes from here. Mm-hmm. Um, so, topic of Thanos, it wasn't just him by himself, which was which I thought was good. Um, he also had some uh, some homies with him, some some four Black Riders with him. Um, in the form of the Black Order, Corvus Glaive, Proxima Midnight, Black Dwarf, and Ebony Maw. Uh, my question to you guys is, what did you guys think of the Black Order? And if you, I guess if you had to pick a favorite, uh, which one would you pick and why? So, Ebony Maw is the wizard guy, right? <clears throat> yeah. Squidward. Yeah, I'm going, I'm going with him as the best one. Um, as a whole, I thought they were just, eh. Um, especially considering the other three didn't do much. I mean, Ebony Ma just overpowered all three and the other are all, well, yeah, they overpowered all three and the other three were just fighters, really. I mean, they didn't do anything. I think Glaive had that weird arm thing that, or what was he throwing? Like his... Like a hammer on the end of like a chain? Yeah, 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 whatever it was. Like he would throw that and then... Proxima had the sword or the the staff thing and then I don't even know what Black Dwarf did he was just sneaking around he showed up in Wakanda trying to take the the uh mind stone stuff like that so I I mean I thought they were okay they definitely filled in the role um I wish that we I mean, we saw a good amount of what Ebony Maw could do, but I kind of wish that he survived so we could see more because it was good. Like, he was messing up uh, Doctor Strange. And just imagine if he went up against someone else, you know, what could happen there. Um, so, uh, yeah, I thought they were okay. Yeah, um, I'm going to agree with Randy. Like, the Black Order in general was kind of just forget, you know, forgettable. Except for Ebony Ma. Ebony Ma, like, threw it down. You know, like, Ebony Ma went toe-to-toe with Doctor Strange and just, and beat him at his own game, really. You know, he, like, he, aside from, aside from getting the Time Stone, I think he 
he pulled Doctor Strange apart to the point where Doctor Strange was like out of it, like he didn't want to deal with it anymore. You know, he's like he had those little needles going into Doctor Strange, you know, Doctor Strange's body, and he was just Doctor Strange was in so was in so much pain. And then if it weren't for Spidey being there and Iron Man being there, like who knows what would have happened? But I think Ebony Maw was. The best one of the Black Order, but the Black Order in general was just forgettable. Yeah, I, I can see that. I, I can see that point. Um, I, I have to disagree a little bit in that if, if it was just Thanos by himself, it would have been a super boring movie. And, you know, we had to... I, I, I feel like it's good that he had, like, a little team of, like, anti-Avengers. Um, uh, one thing and that I had read about was that Proxima Midnight and Black Dwarf are supposed to be in love. I'm supposed to have like like a little relationship going on, but they I guess they cut it out of the film, or it wasn't it wasn't really played on too much. But I think like that little dimension would have at least given us something else to kind of play on. Yeah, um, it would have made maybe some other scenes stick out. You know, when she saves him from from them almost getting killed, when Cap first shows up, it would have been like, oh, okay, she saved him because they have a thing going on. And then at, when they show up at the end of in Wakanda her saying like, oh, you'll pay for his life and stuff or whatever. Then you and then you know that he's like hidden somewhere. You kind of know that they would that would have played a little more to their relationship. But yeah, I agree that like they were very one dimensional. There wasn't really a whole lot of depth. Um yeah, I I, I did I, I if I had to pick one of them besides Ebony Ma, I would have to go with, with Proxima Midnight. Um just because she she had somewhat of a of a menacing characteristic, I guess. Uh you you kind of you know got scared for you know Scarlet Witch if they had to go toe to toe just those two against each other and she didn't have Black Widow and Okoye helping her out you know there's a good chance that Scarlet Witch would have caught that fade. Um, so yeah, uh, yeah, I, I see what they were trying to do and <laughs> I wish we just would have had more time. I'm curious to see how how Avengers Four goes if if he's gonna have some new children come up or. Well, you know, I don't know. Maybe with the, with the the gauntlet, he's able to bring them back, which I think would be kind of lame. But you know, we'll see what happens. Um, so we've been kind of skipping around on some things. I just want to touch back on this before we dive into some some more serious topics. Um, Easter eggs. Did you guys catch any or see any uh, throughout the movie? Yeah, actually, um, one good one that I kind of wish they. Well, no, I I think they executed it well. Um, it's just in the book, it was drawn out more. Um, was mm-hmm. the fact that Nebula was getting tortured? Um, like I said in the book, it was much more drawn out. She was all messed up, and they kind of mentioned it more compared to in the movie, where yeah, it was a pivotal role. It was the reason why, um, Nebula or not Nebula, um, Gamora gave up the location of the uh, Soul Stone. Um, But just seeing that in there, it was like, okay, this is how they're going to portray that. Like, Thanos doesn't care. He's just going to torture her. He could have killed her a long time ago, but he didn't want to. He just wanted to keep her, what did he say, for scraps or something like that? Um, So I thought that was a good nod to the comic book. So... Yeah, that was my favorite Easter egg. Uh, my favorite Easter egg will probably be um, will probably be Bruce Banner falling into the Sanctum. 
Whereas in the comic, it was the Silver Surfer. But <clears throat> that one was just kind of set the tone of the movie because you know that Hulk is probably one of the stronger Avengers. And the fact that he's like, you know, just came back into the sanctum, or, you know, into Earth. And he's like saying Thanos is coming, Thanos is coming. And he just has this look of despair in his eyes. You're kind of like, oh my God, like, who's this guy are you talking about? Like, how are you here? Why are you here? And how did you make it out alive? And, you know, he was telling Tony and he was just saying, like, they have Thor, like they killed Thor, they killed Loki. And like that kind of just set the tone. So that was probably one of my favorite Easter eggs. Right. Uh, my Easter egg that I thought was was awesome, and I, I can't believe they had it and did it in there. And especially during this point in the movie, this is how the the comic ended was was Thanos chilling after, um, you know, faking his own death. But what we got in this one was that after he achieved his goal of the snapping, he you know went out to his little hut, which apparently is in the Philippines. I don't know if you guys saw that yeah. article yeah. That, yeah. in the forums and stuff. Uh, but yeah, he had his little hut, and it, it ends with him on the porch, like you know, chilling. And his little his the it's out of focus, and I think if you if you blink, you'll you'll miss it completely. It, the scarecrow is wearing his armor that he had on him on a uh, on Loki's ship in the be- or Loki uh, on the uh, Asgardian ship in the beginning, which I I thought was a was a pretty ill um, callback to the comic. Um, another Easter egg that, that's getting a lot of mention, and it's it's actually it shows up in the. Uh, the credits, and I didn't see it on my first watch, but I noticed it on the second one, is in the credits it says they have to, you know, do their special thanks and stuff or, and point out if there's been any trademark um, properties and stuff. They talk about Arrested Development. And I don't know if you guys have seen this or read about it, but um, in the collector's shop um, in Nowhere, there's this guy from Arrested Development. I haven't seen the show too much or know what the, uh, the reference was to, but there's a guy who's just wearing, like, all blue makeup and he has like a pretty thick mustache and he's just like up in like uh, above like Gamora's shoulder in one of the scenes that's so and random once you, once you know it's there then you're like oh shit um but it's it's from it's at the russo brothers obviously uh threw that stuff in there they they worked on arrested development as well as community um so i guess that i, I think i was I, I was talking to somebody about it where we didn't get a community um Easter egg in this one and the other Russo movies we got Abed or Dean Pelton mm-hmm. um, but in this one I guess it was the Arrested Development guy so look out for it if you guys catch it on your third or fourth watch it's it's really weird when you do see it because it's just some guy who's just sitting <laughs> laid out and he has like a mustache and he's just all blue and you're like oh alright um, okay so Easter eggs um, anything else that's it you guys saw Besides, like best or favorites, anything else that you guys saw that stuck out, or um, Red Skull. That was. Uh... Oh, was he? Was he in the movie? What? what? <laughs> I'm just kidding. <laughs> I was like, wait, wait a minute, what's going on here? <laughs> Probably like yeah, the biggest Easter egg in the movie. Um, yeah. yeah, Alan, what'd you think about it? Um, I don't, I don't remember much from watching the first Captain America. Um, so I knew who he was. I just don't remember how, like his motives or how he died. Um, or if he died, I guess he did not. So seeing him again and like when they were getting the soul stone, I was just like, Oh, 
snap, I guess I got to go back and watch that movie because I got to find <laughs> out, like, the importance of him again. But, like, it was just dope to see a callback like that. Like, it was just nice to see that. So that was probably one of my favorites. Yeah, we haven't touched on it uh, touched on it here yet with that. Um, but, um, shoot, I'm completely blanking on what I was going to say. Never mind. Forget that. <laughs> <laughs> Um, let's, let's move on to, uh, best deaths or saddest death and a movie filled with death. Um, what, which one stuck out to you or which one like kind of tugged on your guys' heartstrings? Uh, like I said, I'm very happy that I'm going first in this podcast because, <laughs> oh my gosh. come on, like, uh, uh well, I'm going to go with the one that wasn't the best one yet. Um, I'm going to go with Loki was a, a good runner-up. Um, just the way that he went out, and like you mentioned earlier, that you never know if he's doing good or bad. Um, the way he went out, he was trying to do good. Um, I think he realized that Thanos was too much evil, you know what I mean, for the galaxy. So mm. um, he tried to stop him, and he failed big time. Um, I know a lot of people on the internet are like, oh, why didn't he try more things to make a bunch of him or whatever and get all sneaky? No, he just went straight to his face and tried. Um, but, you know, either way, he went out like a champ. Um, and they didn't hesitate. They showed his face and it was all messed up and blue and he was back to his uh, frost giant form and all that stuff. It was it was pretty i guess you say gruesome so uh yeah he was a good runner up but i would say that was the best death um but the saddest death was spider-man um the way that he went out i know right so many feels um what's crazy is that they actually even showed it in the trailer it's just they didn't do all the cgi and stuff for him to fade away and everything um Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. but Really, it was what happened before he grabbed Tony, or before he was on the ground with Tony, when he grabbed Tony, and he was like, oh, please, no, blah, 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 that whole scene, we all know what it is. Um, When that happened, you definitely felt the weight of what was happening. It was like, oh, snap, yep, they are dying, that sucks. So, I'm gonna go with those two. Um... I'm going to have to go with, well, I'm going to have to go with Spidey, of course. You know, when he was saying, like, he's like, I don't feel good, Mr. Stark. And then he's like, I don't want to go. I don't want to go. You're just like, you get that sense, like, oh, my God, not like he's just a kid. Yeah. You know, like he's, you know, he's afraid to die. You know, whereas like, whereas Tony has already come, you know, has been through that where he, where he launched that nuke into space during the first Avengers. Um, and I don't know, I don't know what else he's done to come close to that, but he's, you know, he's, he's put himself out there that he's willing to risk it all, you know, whereas Spidey is just, you know, before he got into this mess, he was on a school bus. He even said like, I should have stayed on the bus, you know? Um, and then next thing you know, he's in space, you know, he's fighting in on Titan. And then when he was going out like that, he's, you know, his spidey senses were going on, you know, were going off and it was just kind of like, he's like, I don't feel too good. 
and then it takes him a long time to ash up because you know the first person that went was um was a winter soldier bucky right yeah bucky rogers bucky rogers <laughs> um so the first person to go was him and then black panther and they kind of just go immediately but spidey's uh spidey went and when he was going he kind of like knew something was wrong like his spidey sensors were sensing something's really wrong so he was like he stumbled over to tony and he's like i don't feel good mr stark i don't want to go i don't want to go and then he falls to the ground and tony's like over him and he's like i'm sorry mr stark and then he fades away and then um so that was that was probably one of the saddest deaths um or ashes ashening i guess um another another sad death that i'll just go with the one i'll just go with the one because there's a lot that we (laughs) that we can be sad about (laughs) but i'll i'll go i'll go with spidey yeah, I mean, like after after I do mine, we can we can come back and touch on some of the other deaths because like you said, yeah, the the total count is 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 quite is is quite high on this movie. Yeah. Um, we you touched on it a little bit, Alan, but uh, besides, obviously, I think everybody almost across the board, everybody's gonna say um, that Spider Man's was was the saddest. Uh, but I'm gonna throw a curveball out there and say that I'm gonna go with Winter Soldier. Uh, maybe not as the saddest death, but maybe one of the ones that stuck out with me. Is that it's the first one of the of the, the ashening, oh yeah, or the snapping, whatever you want to call it. Once you saw the the snap happen, I think we go. Do you go into the Gamora dream right away, or is it you start seeing people die? I think it's Gamora dream, and then you they Gamora come back, dream right? First. Yeah, because yeah. the snap happens and the screen goes white, and then yeah, it goes to to that. And what's his name? Oh yeah, it it snaps, it goes white. He talks to Gamora. It comes back. And then he disappears, doesn't he? He uh, yeah, he uh, Thor's asking him like, "What did you do?" Yeah, you're right. Yeah. He, so Thor's asking him, "What do you do?" And then he uses the space stone to to get to out get of there. Off. And then uh, yeah, and then you start seeing the consequences of the results of the snap. And yeah, the first one is Bucky, and you see him, and he's like, he's like Steve, and then he he just starts oh fading. Oh my god, yeah. And yeah. that's 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 one thing I thought was cool. And I don't know if the if the Russo brothers had told them like, don't act like you're in pain just act confused because that's that's that was like what was weird is that you didn't feel bad because they they felt pain it was more of the confusion of it all and yeah. when i was you know when i when the, the i've seen it in the movie twice the first time i didn't see a whole lot of like crowd reaction but the second time i saw it with my wife and i love seeing movies with her because her reactions are are what's <laughs> going on in, in inside of me internally but she can't hide any of that stuff so jump scares all that stuff gets her and um yeah, uh, she when Winter Soldier st- just starts fading away because she hasn't read the books or the comic books or anything, so she doesn't know what's going on. She saw him disappear, and then you, I saw her hands go up as if she was going like, "What the fuck is going on?" <laughs> and then it gets worse. It it goes into the Black Panther one, um, which I also think was was also a, was a pretty sad death too. But uh, yeah, that first one just to show the results of it, you know, the whole movie, and you had time to think on it but re- take yourself back to when you were seeing the movie that first time and that first you know three seconds that you saw him disappearing where you're like oh shit yeah <laughs> and that's that's definitely the death that stood out to me so besides those that are mentioned are there any other that you guys want to bring up or discuss uh a sad one for me was groot especially with rocket right there um and he witnessed oh, it happen like 
you could feel obviously Groot was going and he was sad, but you could tell Rocket was just crushed. He was so sad and it was basically like a not not again moment. You know, he already saw Groot go out or sacrifice himself mm-hmm. uh, in the Guardians movie. And then now he's going out like that. Um, so I just felt bad for Rocket. And one thing that's good about this movie when it comes to Rocket is you definitely, even though there were so many characters, they still touched on Rocket in this movie. You know what I mean? You got to know a little bit more about him in this movie and it was just enough for you to sympathize with him at that scene and i was like man that sucks mm-hmm. yeah um, so yeah to, 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 sorry to touch on that yeah. rocket thing uh when he's on the ship with thor and you know thor's like i what you know what do i have to lose you know if i if i die against thanos you know, it's it's whatever i lost everything else and then rocket says you know i have a lot to lose me personally yeah. i have a lot to lose and and then you see him lose everything all the guardians are gone except for you know nebula or whatever so that's that's one thing too um sorry i'm gonna cut you off what were you gonna say no you're good um i you know seeing black panther go kind of shook me up just because i was like he's he's probably one he's probably one of the dopest avengers there like you know you kind of expect hulk to be badass you kind of expect cap to be badass iron man spidey but like Black Panther, he's you know he just had this really good movie come out, and you know I know they're in talks of having a second Black Panther or something, but to see him just like help up Okoye and said like stand up like this is no place to die, you know, and then he just fades away and Okoye is like what the hell just happened like what's what's happening, and like to see to see that look in her eyes I was like oh my god. Like, this is real. The snapping is real. Like, people are disappearing, you know? And, like, it's just, it's so freaky, you know? And it just left, like, this this knot in my stomach where I'm just, like, what the hell am I going to do for the next year? Like, there's no, mm-hmm. you know, there's no, like, follow-up. There's no, like, I have nothing to look forward to. There's no trailers. There's no, like, fan fiction. There's no theories, like... All these theories are just like whatever. What's gonna happen? And it, like seeing Black Panther and then seeing Spidey die, dude. It was just or not die, but like ash up was just so gut wrenching. Yeah, no, it definitely. Yeah, it definitely had us having a you know feeling like big swings. I mean, you. I, it's it's bad to say, but like you see Buck go, and then you see the the Black Panther. Um, snapping happened but what's what's weird is somebody brought up and i I guess i gotta watch it a third time to see it is that the way they shot some of these was that you kind of didn't know who was gonna go like you start seeing the ash in the air but until they do the wide body shot you're like oh it's black panther disappearing because when i saw uh, black panther trying to help out okoye if you were to to pause that moment in time with me and ask me what do i think is going on i thought okoye was gonna was the one that was ashening yeah me too and Mm-hmm. And so, and so, when you see that, then then it kind of like oh, you and you see that Black Panther is actually the one that goes. That's like the major swing, where it, like these are actually big consequences. You know, you see Buck go, but you're like, oh, okay, he's like a you know, he's not a main Avenger. He doesn't have his own movie or anything like that. But then you see Black Panther go, and you see Spider-Man go, and you're like, wow, these are big swings. Um, uh, one another one that I wanted to touch on 
um, where they were like in, in a close embrace and you saw the the ash coming up is the Spider-Man Tony hug. You start seeing like, you know, he says he doesn't feel well. And I didn't know if they were going to both disappear, but you start seeing some of the ash come up and you don't know who it is. And it's it's another one of those, you know, who's it going to be? And then it turns out to be Spider-Man. I wasn't I wasn't I honestly wasn't expecting him to go in that moment. And so uh, they did a great job of 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 throwing me off. And, uh, you know, it's, and it wasn't until I, I came onto the Internet that I saw the, the tallies of who was gone in in the midst of the uh, seeing the movie the first time. I couldn't remember off the top of my head everybody that had died or was a victim of the snapping. So I thought that was a good a good show that Marvel uh, a good thing that they did was just the mass confusion. We were all confused just like everybody else on uh, you know, on on the uh, on the planet there. So good on them. Um, uh, so the next thing that I want to talk about, uh, obviously the snapping was a was a big oh shit moment. Um, what other oh shit moments did you guys have seeing the movie? Mm, oh, I mean, right off the bat, Loki dying. Uh, like I kind of mentioned earlier, it's immediately set the tone of the movie. Um, I mean, yeah, Heimdall dying. He was the first one to go. Um, mm-hmm. But uh, it kind of goes back on the hierarchy of the characters. Yeah, he's a big character but when you see loki go out a character that's been like i mentioned earlier around for a while doing all the things that he has and he went out the way that he did i was like oh this guy means business now you know what i mean like he's not he's not going to be easy to kill he's out for blood and we'll see what he does and that was yeah my big oh shit moment uh, my big oh shit moment was probably uh, Iron Man getting stabbed. Um, Oof, another I remember, yeah, that was like that, you know, having seen Thor come in and kind of just like reset the order and say like, oh, the Avengers are here, you know, watch out. And then you kind of see that like, you kind of see that um, that Iron Man was kind of winning his fight. And you kind of see that, like, he was kind of prevailing, and then all of a sudden, and then he breaks out that little shank, and then he, like, and then Thanos catches it, and then breaks off, and then stabs Tony with it. I think at that moment, I just, like, my heart dropped. And, like, I literally said, oh, shit. <laughs> like, my hand was over my mouth, and I was like, oh, shit. Like, Tony, like, like if you go back to our previous podcast about the Infinity War, or Infinity Gauntlet comic, you know, you can hear me saying like, "Oh yeah, you know, Thor's gonna die," blah blah blah, and I was expecting it, but holy smokes, I was not ready for it, you know, and it's just, it wasn't good because I was so like. I was so scared. Like, I was so scared because Tony was, like, having seen Tony come out in that new suit, I was just like, okay, like, this is tight. Like, you know, he's doing really well. But then all of a sudden, it was just, like, stab. And I was like, oh, shit. Like, (laughs) dude, I cannot make that up. (laughs) And then I look like, I took my sister or my cousins to watch it. And then Hannah, um, who's, I think, like, 13 or 14 or 15 years old, 
um, she's been a big fan of the MCU, and <laughs> and she was she was just like she had the same tone. Like she she didn't say oh shit. I would have like said hey you can't say that, but um, <laughs> she was just like oh my god like mouth of you know mouth agape and then her like hands over her mouth. But that was that was definitely my oh shit moment. Uh, I would have to say that my oh shit moment shit. Uh, definitely, I mean the the Tony Stark taking a taking a shank to the stomach was definitely I think caught everybody in my theater off guard. Like we all, you can hear the gasp because they I think they also dropped the music out <laughs> during that scene, so you it it was uh like you you felt the weight of that even more. Um, but I, I also want to throw out as an oh shit moment was during the Battle of Wakanda, you you have the classic showing of both sides running to meet in that big that big brawl or whatever but what was nasty and of course and i i expected oh a, god a, here it is here captain it is. america to fucking show out and and be at the head of the the tip of the spear but fucking black panther was running out right yep. alongside him <laughs> <I was> like, <laughs> jesus they 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 just do it so well and so in character that you you how can you not lose your mind about that stuff yeah that um, was pretty dope dude that was that was a definitely an oh shit moment for me. Um, another quick oh shit moment was the Thanos Tony Stark fight, where uh, Thanos straight up rips his helmet off, and yeah. his, his head is just explo- uh, just exposed, and yeah, everybody yeah. was like, "Oh fuck!" <laughs> like everybody, like <laughs> everybody's buttholes tuckered, uh, tucked. I, I could, I could, I could feel it. In my yeah, that was just me, dude. <laughs> oh i think yeah. the biggest oh Couch shit cushions. moment the biggest yeah, yeah, yeah. oh shit moment for me was um at the beginning of the movie when the music played and the title avengers infinity war showed i was like oh Ooh. shit 10 years <laughs> it's in happening. the making here we <laughs> go is oh, that shit. is that when the title don't we don't we get like the cold open though uh, yeah, dude, wasn't yeah. it? Okay, okay. Oh, so you're saying after that? After that, once the opening the starts title? with um, yeah, the opening starts with the uh, SOS over the intercoms. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So you're yeah. immediately on the ship, and then all that stuff goes down, and then I think it doesn't go into the title until uh, the ship explodes. And then it goes into the title, and then it goes into New York. Gotcha. Okay. Yeah, no, that was definitely an oh shit moment just because we were here. <laughs> Another oh shit moment that has nothing to do with the title was the fucking credits. It says Avengers Infinity War, and just to kind of twist the knife, they have the title card fade away. <laughs> you just yeah. saw everybody yeah. else fade. And I was like, yep. God damn, dude. Russo Brothers, knocking that out of the park. Yeah. Um, all right. Um, so uh, one thing that's that's come up a lot especially on the forums and stuff are the differences between what they showed in the trailers and what actually happens in the movie um so for you guys were were there any huge or glaring trailer differences or or things that you guys want to discuss i mean uh the biggest one is that scene where they're all running towards the camera um Mm -hmm. where it shows the hulk running in wakanda that yep. clearly never happened. Um, that scene never happened. So I'm just going to end it there. That's a huge one that I noticed. Yeah. Um, the Hulk being anywhere near Wakanda 
was like a big one for me because he was piloting the Hulkbuster in the movie. Um, also, probably something that was probably not as prominent as the other ones was Thanos's quote in the trailer was run from it or dread it, run from it, destiny still arrives. I think in the movie, what he says is dread it, run from it, destiny arrives anyway, or something like that. So it wasn't the same, it wasn't the same delivery, but I was like mouthing it as he said it, and then he changed it up, and I'm like, wait, (laughs) (laughs) yeah, so that was kind of, that was, not my biggest trailer difference, but that was one I noticed. Uh, some of the trailer differences I, I noticed were just really small, uh, besides the ones you guys have mentioned, uh, were just really small CGI or like changes that they did. And I don't know if it's just because they wanted to set set something up in the trailer and like, have these misdirections. But uh, there's a scene where Thanos is smashing the Tesseract in his hands. And uh, in the trailer, it's with his left hand. Uh, but that's the wrong hand. That would have been the gauntlet hand. Um, mm-hmm. And then uh, another thing is that when Cap stops the gauntlet uh, with his two bare hands, um, he in the trailer, it's it's showing two stones, but in that part of the movie, he had what, five out of the five. six? Yep. So, uh, and I mean, I, I obviously, I, I get why they're doing these kind of small differences because, you know, from that trailer and all the speculation and all the, uh, you know, uh, not disintegrating, what is it? Diagnosing? Dissecting. Oh, dissect- of dissecting. The, uh, yeah, dissecting of the trailer. Everybody thought like, oh, the, the Wakanda fight happens early on or Cap run into Thanos or the movie ends with him only getting two stones. You know what I mean? Like there was all these yeah. things that people were thinking just from them taking uh, some colorful stones out of you know, a few shots. Um, and then there's another scene with like the Guardians where Thor's like, who the hell are you guys? And it's the scene where like uh, Mantis is waving, but that's a different scene in the movie. Yep. Um, and uh, Groot and Rocket are actually edited out um, as it happens in the movie. So oh, yeah, uh, a, another one. Um, when Thor is like standing there and he uh, casts some lightning bolts into his arm oh, or something yeah. like that, yeah, that yeah. actually the, was yeah, in the movie at the forge. <clears throat> yeah. Um, so that's yeah. another difference that was noted. Yeah, and so uh, how do you guys feel about these these trailer differences? Not in the sense of like how these ones specifically, but how do you guys feel about the misdirection? Because Marvel, it seems, is like doing this, maybe even like Disney, because they've done it with the Star Wars movies. They have these, per- it's, it, it seems blatant, it seems purposeful that they're doing this to, to misdirect the audience. Are you guys, is that cool with you guys? Because I think uh, the reason I'm asking is because there's a guy who's trying to sue DC and, and Warner Brothers from the misdirection that he got from Suicide Squad. Oh, jeez. <laughs> oh, gosh. No, I'm I'm all for it. Um, it. Like, a big one would be Civil War. I mean, that scene that was all over the trailers at the airport where they're running at each other. If Spider-Man was in there, it would ruin the entire surprise when you watch the movie. So, mm-hmm. yeah, I'm all for it. They have to have some footage for promos so you know why not doctor it up a little bit so you have the gist of what's going to happen but not all the little details are there and it helps the people that are like oh i don't want to watch trailers because i don't want to spoil any of the story i mean well 
that's exactly it. They change it so there aren't any spoilers. So I'm all for it. I'm a big fan. Yeah, I'm a I'm a big fan too. Like I think the first one we noticed in MCU was probably the uh, <clears throat> the one with Hela and Mjolnir. Yep. Like in the in the trailer, it was <clears throat> Hela caught Mjolnir in an alleyway, but in the actual movie, they were out in, like in a field. And then <clears throat> since then, you're kind of like on your toes, like. You're kind of hyped for these trailers, and these trailers are meant to get you hype. But then, all of a sudden, it's like you know, the, these minor changes. You know, imagine if they, imagine if in Thor Ragnarok the trailers they added an eye patch to Thor. You know, then yeah. automatically people would be like jumping to conclusions, like what the hell happened to his eye. <clears throat> um, but yeah, some of the trailer differences, I, I'm with it. I'm totally with it. I, I like. I like that they take some of the movies and take snippets of the movie and kind of paint this picture, but not totally giving away the storyline. Whereas, you know, I hate comparing, but like we have to kind of, whereas the DC universe where <clears throat> I think it was Batman versus Superman and you automatically, you already knew who the baddie was and you're kind of like, Oh, well that sucks. And then you kind of automatically knew, I think in justice League that, you know, Superman was going to be revived. Like, there was no... I don't know. It was kind of... Like, the way that the DC Universe goes about their trailers was just totally, like, lame. You know, with... <laughs> with you know, with exception of Wonder Woman. So, uh, I, I'm totally with the whole changing of the trailer for the movie. I'm with the CGI changes and totally with it. Yeah, and I, I get that's that's across the board. It's all three of us are thinking the same thing. Then um, I agree with you guys. I think that the misdirections are awesome. It does keep us on our toes. Um, and also for me as like a, a movie goer, and I see the trailers a bunch of times. You start looking for these scenes. You're like, oh, he's wearing that costume, and that's the background. So when that movie, when that part of the movie comes up, you're like, okay, I know what's going to happen in this scene. And so by Marvel doing this, they kind of take all that away. You know, you're expecting. Uh, Hela and Thor and Loki to fight in an alleyway, and you just never get that scene. And so you're like, "Oh, that's awesome! She broke it here." Um, you know, in uh, uh, I forget where she was. So it starts with an N, not Nova Scotia. Norway. Anyway, there we go. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um. So yeah, I, I agree. I think that what they're doing is awesome. I'm I'm not going to be the guy that tries to sue Marvel Studios for <laughs> for for faking Gosh, me out. Geez. I'm actually glad for the fake out. It's actually making me more lean towards skipping trailers. I, I haven't gone dark for any MCU movie yet, but I take comfort in knowing that if I do skip some trailers, I won't, I'll keep from spoiling myself and I also won't get the, you know, misdirection as well. Yeah, so, but good on Marvel. the point of the trailer is to get you hype. Just like, just like us camping out at Hall H to see these trailers <laughs> I'm fine with it being yeah, a little yeah. different in the end product, but mm-hmm. the trailer I feel served its purpose. It was the promotional piece to get you hyped for that movie, and it worked, at least in my eyes. So I don't think I'm ever gonna go dark on trailers. It's, if anything, I think if they change it up, you should watch them more often. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. That's just my opinion. Yeah, no, I can see that argument as well. Um, yeah, that's a good point too, man. Yeah. So, uh, like I said, I haven't gone dark yet, but 
Yeah, don't, maybe I just won't ever it. because don't. I just don't do it. <laughs> <laughs> um, all right, guys, we're getting getting to towards the end here. Uh, speaking of the end, what did you guys think of the ending uh, for Infinity War? The way that it ended, where where we were left. Uh, how did you guys feel about it? <clears throat> so, like I mentioned earlier, I was listening to our previous podcast about the Infinity Gauntlet graphic novel. And we had predictions and things that would piss us off if they did this. And what do you know? The ending and the way they ended it is things that we listed would piss us off if they did it that way. <clears throat> and uh, the thing was, is that they pulled it off. They definitely um, did what we didn't want them to. They ended it on a cliffhanger but the way that they actually executed it was spot on. I mean, it was perfect. Um, <clears throat> I think the big surprise was that there's going to be a part two. It's going to continue because the way that they sold the movie was that it's an individual movie. It's not a part one, part two. Um, but realistically, at the end of the movie, it's revealed as a part one. Um I'm very surprised at the ending. Um, I'm satisfied with the ending. Like I said, I know it. It uh, it's a conflict with what we originally said before. But like I said, it's all how they executed it, and they did a great job. So I'm a big fan of how it ended. Yeah, I think. Um, I think I think you mentioned Randy, like how you didn't want it or you don't know how they would portray the whole um, the whole Thanos sitting on his porch with a scarecrow armor. Yeah. Yeah. I like, said, I would be pissed if it ended like that. <laughs> yeah. Like, and it did. Yeah. But it worked. Yep. Cause you're kind of just like, well, fuck, like what are we going to do now? Yeah. Well, you know, like he's done. This is done. Oh, and, and like real quick, sorry to interrupt you. Just, Another thing to add with that porch thing, they even added a little smirk on his face at yeah. the end. And I was like, oh, geez, like, like he's happy. You know what I mean? And just that as the last thing you see before it goes to the credits just made it. Oh, man, I can't wait. Yeah. Sorry. Sorry. Go ahead. Stirs the pot a little bit. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I, I totally agree. Like it's 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 an amazing ending. Albeit it's a sad and frustrating ending, but it's that's exactly what Marvel Studios wanted out of you. You know, they wanted you to feel that like burn, like they wanted you to feel that sadness, that emptiness, and they like what better way to do it than to stay true to to the comic. Um in the comic when he did the you know I think he was sitting on his porch because he had failed. He didn't, you know, he wasn't sitting on his porch because he had succeeded. So in the movie, when he was sitting on his porch, it's because he succeeded. And that's that, hence the little smirk. You know, so he was like, you know, my job is done. Yeah. I'm, I'm, you know, I'm done here. So that's why he, that's why he did that smirk. And that's why they kind of left it as is. But um, I'm happy with that ending. I loved it. Um, it was a little, you know, it was a little shout out to the comic, that graphic novel. And I, 
uh, I'm happy. I'm just happy with the way it ended. Um, I can't wait to see Avengers four. Um, and then not to mention the, you know, the movies coming out in between, but, uh, overall I'm happy with the ending. Yeah. Again, I agree with you guys. The, the ending, the way they did it was, was, per- was, was perfect. Um, I am a little bummed because I think Alan's, uh, prediction about there being a part one and part two and them changing the title was just a misdirect. Um, so I think when they, how how bummed is everyone going to be when uh when they do announce it and it's just called part two oh, <laughs> and they like geez. retro retroactively go and change everything to part one because I mean if you look at it this does feel like we only got half of the movie we only got you know Deathly Hollows part one yeah um but but what people are are high, are praising Marvel on doing is that this could be its own like standalone movie whereas you know the other part one part two movies that are split. It actually does split, and it's like a harsh cut. Yeah, where it's not. It's not like this, where you're kind. Of, like for me, it it definitely felt like the Empire Strikes Back, where you're left not knowing where they're gonna go, and you're just in despair about you know the Empire has has struck, and it was a crushing blow. And I mean, you you don't really know what's gonna happen with the Rebels. Like, are they gonna be strong enough to take on the Empire now? Like. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know what's what's going to happen, and and you know I haven't really ever felt this this need for the next piece of the movie so soon as I did after seeing Infinity War. And so again, hats off to Marvel, the way that you guys ended it, the way that you you had this this culmination was amazing. Um, one thing that I really did appreciate about the ending, and you know I'm I'm kind of having my Thanos smile is uh, the fact that after the snapping. We still have our OG Avengers um, that were unaffected, mm-hmm. and so there's there's a very high chance that we're gonna get a nasty, a three sixty shot, you know, one last time while the group, while the band's still together before somebody uh, somebody catches the permafade. So uh, yeah, no, it was a, it was a fantastic ending. Um, Marvel, you guys are firing on all cylinders right now. Uh, so speaking after after we we go through the heartache of the ending and the the twist of the knife with the uh, the credits, uh, we get the the infamous Marvel end credit scene. Um, so what did you guys think? Uh, uh, yeah, I thought I thought it was okay. Um, like I said, I was reading up or uh, listening to the episode before, um, and my mm-hmm. prediction was that Captain Marvel was going to be revealed. Um, my prediction specifically was that she was going to be shown in like the sun and they're going to look yeah, up and way. see her um, like see her silhouette. And you're like, Oh, Captain Marvel. Cool. Um, this essentially was that kind of scene. Um, I just don't think it had that kind of weight. Uh, I thought it was okay. Um, it served its purpose. The thing was, is I, I saw this in another YouTube video or something was like, what made him press the button now? Why didn't he press it in Avengers one? Um, Cause this one, yeah, I get, you know, things are getting kind of crazy, but dude, there were aliens everywhere in New York and like a wormhole <laughs> and all that stuff in Avengers 1. And he was like, nah, this isn't it. This isn't the one. You know what I mean? Like, I probably would have pressed that button in all three Avengers. 
but Jeez. he he did it, he did it in that specific instance. So, I mean, props to him for knowing uh, when to do it. But I thought it was okay. I mean, it served its purpose. It wasn't as mysterious as other ones. Like um, one specifically is the Guardians one with Adam Warlock. That mm, one right. is a little bit more mysterious because they changed the cocoon a decent amount. Like the only way you would really know what that is is because they said Adam. Um mm-hmm kind of along the same lines with this is you don't really know the chess piece unless you follow it but Mm -hmm. i felt this one was still a little bit more straightforward Uh, so i'll take it it's not bad but it wasn't the greatest it was no iron man one you know announcing avengers um hype but yeah like i said it served its purpose yeah i think like they dialed it back with the um with the end credit scenes where it's more just like kind of like giving you a little taste of what's coming instead of, you know, instead of giving you a whole appetizer, I guess. Whereas like, you know, Iron Man, he's like, Oh, we're going to start the Avengers initiative, you know? Um, or, <clears throat> or I oh, mean, I can't remember any of the other. End There's credit the, scenes, but... the Hulk one where Tony Stark shows up. Yeah. Talks to yeah. Well, all, well, all the all the phase one end credits were all leading into the next movie. So Iron Man one, yeah, they tease the Avengers initiative, and then it teases in the Hulk or Iron Man two that he has a Hulk or was it Hulk has a Tony Stark shows up and says I already have a Hulk problem or whatever. But each of each of those movies end credits were leading into the next one. They, yeah. they showed Thor's hammer. Um, yeah, yeah. So the uh, next movie coming out in the MCU is Ant Man and the Wasp. Right. But we kind of know where they are because they had mentioned it earlier in the movie when they said that, you know, that Scott is right. That's his name, yeah. right? Scott and man. Yeah. Um, Scott and a Hawkeye, like they, you know, took a part in and they're on house arrest, but they're with their families instead of, you know, instead of leaving and like kind of being a rogue fugitive. Like that's where they are. So you kind of know where Ant Man and the Wasp is in the timeline where they're kind of like before slash during the events of Infinity War. Um, probably, probably it's right after Civil War and right before Infinity War is where you'll find that movie. Um, but then the end credit scene, like again, I think Randy touched base on it. If you didn't know what Captain Marvel's chess piece chess piece looked like then you were going to be, you're the type that's on Google, you know, right after you get out of the theater and you're Googling what's the end credit scene about in Infinity War. And like, I don't know much about uh, Captain Marvel. Um, I know who's playing it, um, Brie Larson, but mm. I just, I don't, yeah, God, she's amazing. But <laughs> I don't, <laughs> I don't know much about, captain marvel's lore um but i know she's badass so i'm looking forward to see where she fits in this whole mess and if she's gonna play a big role in um in captain oh in the avengers 4 because i think they were they're shooting currently shooting captain marvel but before they started shooting quote unquote captain or quote unquote shooting captain marvel 
they had already leaked set photos of Captain Marvel. So part of me wonders if those set photos for Captain Marvel were really for Avengers Four, where she's I mean, wearing like the, the green and like yeah. the green suit. So I don't know. We'll see. But I I like the end credit scene. It was just enough to tease you, but um, and just get you hyped for the next movie, uh, the next phase coming up. Yeah, no, I, I, I thought it was good. Um, someone had brought up this. The last time we saw Nick was uh, was in Ultron. Yep. yep. Um, uh, you know, they came, they came in with the, the S.H.I.E.L.D. ship and saved everybody, and then, like, that was the last that we saw of him. We know that he went dark after Civil War. I mean, not, sorry, not Civil War, uh, Winter Soldier. Um, but, yeah, we haven't. We, he's kind of gone off the grid. And it's, it's a good question, like, why didn't, if he's had that, that crazy pager... Um, yeah, you know, what there had to be a reason why he didn't press it. But for me, my my why my my tinfoil hat conspiracy theory is that he or uh, Captain Marvel told him like, "Don't ever call me again." They have some kind of falling out, um, or it's to the point where like she's like, "Seriously, don't call me unless it's like a, a nasty emergency." Yeah, and so he he's had that. the button, and uh, he knows that he's not supposed to press it. And so knowing that he has to have he has to split the difference. There has to be some world-ending event where he's going to press the button. But what happens if it's something that's just underneath that? Yeah. Hence, uh, he put the Avengers team together. And so when when he, I think I have to watch it again. You know, we, we obviously all have to see it again, or we're going to see it again. But I want to hear his exact words because I think he's trying to check on hailing the Avengers first. You know, they know that the the ships appeared over Wakanda. He says that, and I think he's like. He says something about like we're still not able to get a hold of Stark or something like that, and so he kind of knows that shit's getting real. So that if he knows that, you know, I, I put the Avengers team together and I can't get a hold of them, me- meaning they're probably incapacitated, I, ha- I have to press the button now. So that's that's my defense is that that's why he hasn't pressed it all this time. Is that he's had the ace up his sleeve, and now it's time, now it's time to, to actually play it. I guess mm-hmm. that was a bad that was a bad metaphor. That. No, I get it. <laughs> but, I get it. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, all right. So uh, I guess that kind of leads us into into our very last question of, of the of the evening. Um, so thank you guys to have, have been listening. You guys made it to the last question. Um, predictions for Avengers four, guys. We kind of touched on a little bit with the Captain Marvel stuff, but uh, what do you guys think is going to happen? You know, permadeath. Like, no, no, don't pull any punches. What do you guys think is going to happen? Um. <clears throat> well, just real quick, not for Avengers for yeah um for ant-man i think it's going to end with some people getting uh dusted i think that's yeah. how it's gonna end um okay. i know they didn't put a strict timeline on yeah, yeah. what happened but they can easily be like oh the beginning of the movie is right after civil war and then the end of the movie is right during uh infinity war so i think someone's getting dusted i think that's going to be the way they lead into avengers um but predictions for avengers 4 Ooh, i didn't even think about that one uh well thanos is going to be around that's for sure Mm -hmm. um i think i think they're going to use the time stone in some way so i actually heard this theory um, earlier today and i actually like this one so i'm gonna go with this um i think 
Avengers 4 is going to be a while after the snap. Like, years after the snap. And the whole movie is based on them recovering, right? Trying to figure out, regrouping, and trying to figure out how to get the gauntlet back to redo the events and, yeah, use the time stone. Um, But... I think that'd be sick if it shows like a essentially a post-apocalyptic MCU and they're trying to get back to where they were. I think that'd be a sick story. So that's going to be my prediction. Man, that is a bold prediction. Oh yeah. Um, <laughs> I'm going to go with um I'm going to go with it picks up almost Immediately after uh, Infinity War, you know, like Cap, you know, the original Avengers are probably going to be like, dude, what the hell is happening? We need to do something and we need to do something quick. Um, I think they're going to take the Bifrost to the Philippines. And then, <laughs> or <laughs> I, I, I don't know how they're going to find Thor or Thanos, but um, they've, they've got to find, like, they're going to have to find him and fight him quick. Um, because in the comics, um, with the snapping, not only did half of the universe go away, but Earth's, Earth was thrown off of its, its axis, so it was getting colder and colder, which I don't think is going to happen in the movie, um, but also didn't think that they were going to do the snap in the movie. Yeah. So um, I'm, I'm excited to see where they go from here. Uh, I'm, I kind of want to see... You know, I kind of wanted to see another final hurrah for the old Avengers. Kind of like, you know, kind of like how they did it in New York. Um, and they did like that little roundabout um, showing all the Avengers into one final um, fighting stance. And then they kind of just broke up and did their, did their thing, but as a team. So I want to see that. Um, obviously, like, I don't know if this is obvious, but... I want to see Thanos get his ass kicked. Um, and I kind of want to see him like go back to that, you know, go back to the Philippines and be like, all right, you know, I'm going to, I'm going to stuck. I'm going to be stuck being a farmer kind of thing. Like he can't, like he can't do anymore because he's powerless now. Um, and he's seen it. Um, like he's seen what it's like to have that power. So he's kind of like, okay with it. Um, but I, I think my biggest predictions for Avengers 4 is that it's going to happen immediately after Infinity War. Um, and we're going to see we're going to see some major uh, ass-kicking going on. Dope. I'm, I'm loving the predictions, man. And that's that's the beauty of this movie is that no one's wrong at this point. We're all, you know, the, the most wild-out theory um, can stick. I mean, there's probably somebody deep in the forums that was like, I think Red Skull's going to come back, y'all. <laughs> after seven years <laughs> and that well, that guy was right so i mean there's no wrong answers here um i i do like the idea of them you know just like in the comic books they they i think that's my reasoning behind it is that they used the the uh they got a hold of the gauntlet and they were able to use the time stone or whatever turn back time to just before the snap or to you know to, to wish everybody back uh that's what i would like uh, or that's what I think will happen, and I, I do think we'll have everybody take on Thanos and 
of course, there's going to be one last big epic battle. Um, and I hope everybody's together in that one shot. And I hope it's like a crazy big ass circle 360 shot of like all three dozen, <laughs> three dozen superheroes up to this point, which would I think be nasty. And I didn't, you know, we didn't get that service this time around um, with Infinity War. You know, we got it in it. We got a 360 fight in Ultron, and we of course got the iconic shot in Avengers. We didn't get it in this one, so hopefully that that shows up in the next one. Um, the yeah, so that my yeah my bold prediction is is they're gonna obviously win in the end. Uh, the gauntlet. I, I do think there's gonna be more casualties um, than we think. I I do think there is gonna be some perma perma fades for sure. Uh, in in the vein of either Tony or Cap or both. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, my my tinfoil crazy theory would be that uh, we do start right after Infinity War, and everybody it just shows up again. They all come back. All the heroes show up. There's like a a spaceship comes and lands, and everybody gets off. And it's it's strange. It's Black Panther. It's Peter. And everybody's like, oh hey, we're back. Everything's cool. And then little by little, they start attacking the other Avengers, and you find out that it's the Skrulls. Would be the nastiest. <laughs> Turn around, um, and then the yeah, uh, and then the actual Avengers show up somehow um, to fight out the fake scrolls and stuff. That that's my far off prediction. I mean, I've seen it happen in the comics yeah. with Secret Invasion, um, mm. but I think that's that's what the next thing has to be. It has to be a, a huge, big crossover title that they're going to lead up to, uh, and I, yeah, it has to be something like that. Um, so yeah, that that does it for us. Uh, you guys got anything else? No, um, no, I'm good. <clears throat> no, I think I'm okay. Uh, cool, uh, I'm cool. satisfied. Yeah, I'm probably gonna watch it again sometime this weekend. Oh yeah, man, definitely. Uh, hit me up, man. I want to go see it again too. Yep. All right, loungers, that does it for us. I uh, hope you guys enjoyed your stay in the lounge. Uh, in the lounge. In the we lounge. Appreciate all in the in the lounge. That's for our uh, French listeners. Listeners, Jesus, <laughs> man, it's getting late, guys. Oh my god. Uh, we appreciate uh, all the feedback from our loungers on, on Reddit, Instagram, Twitter. Um, if you guys haven't done so, please give us a follow on Instagram. We are at the lounge SD, T-H-E-L-O-U-N-G-E-S-D. Um, and that's the, it's the same for Instagram and Twitter. Um, please, you know, leave us some comments. Let us know how we're doing. Um, that's the only way that we're going to get better and, and tune it so that you guys uh, like what we're putting out. Um, also, feel free to send in your questions and feedback to our email at the lounge SD at gmail.com uh so thank you guys uh, once again for tuning in uh my name is rob i'm alan and i'm randy all right we'll catch you guys next time Boopity-scoop-scoop-dee-whoop. Boopity-scoop-scoop-dee-whoop. Boopity-scoop-scoop. Oh my god.